0: And I'm Katie. And welcome Welcome to Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. So we're coming at you today with our general topic of fear. And we're going to try and get a little bit more specific there for you. We're going to try and kind of take a scientific, cultural look at fears and phobias and anxieties.
1: Yeah, gather some information about the fears
0: and the types of fears and maybe we'll talk to some people maybe we'd better they're already here (laughs) yes and so we'll start with our feedback and then we can get some in-person live feedback all righty well
1: we heard back from my aunt harriet thank you uh she said in the big picture she is scared that humanity won't get its act together mm. and that, you know, we're just going to screw up the planet and it won't be habitable in a few decades. There's a lot of movies about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very real fear. <laughs> That's one of those I just, like, can't think too much about because yeah. it feels so hopeless. Yeah. Same. But she says to alleviate that, she tries to stay informed, uh, give money to environmental organizations and write her representatives.
0: I mean, that's a good way to like work with your anxieties and fight your fears and yeah, s- try to, to do something proactive
1: about it. Yeah
0: good for her good for her no i'd choose the other way which is to just ignore it ignore it i mean we we recycle kind of but but we know that's futile yeah completely i don't know we do a bunch of little things that we know aren't gonna matter much but it eases our conscience conscience so yeah I feel like in the future I'd like to think we'll keep working at that we have ideas in place for trying to be better about things like that sure sure I think we do all right for average people but yeah I just
1: I can't I can't think too much about that one because it does feel like no matter what you do like it's just it's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Um, and then she said on a more personal level that she doesn't think about herself as fearful, but that she's cautious. Like, uh, they're pretty cautious with COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been on full lockdown. My aunt and uncle have for this whole time. And they're, you know, doing doing all the things they're supposed to do. She also worries about foodborne pathogens. Hmm. Which I get, like, it's, it's very easy for food to grow pathogens. I took one food safety course in high school. Huh. And it stuck with me. <laughs> Four hours in the temperature danger zone is what it takes, people.
0: My mother... <laughs> Does all sorts of things with food. We've talked about this before. Yeah. My it, dad too, just like leaving it out. Yeah, or yeah. washing things in the dirty sink water that has like all the like salmonella salmonella in it, and that's your that's your cleaning water. Uh huh. Is where all the dirty salmonella dishes go, and then she'll ah, uh, my hands have been rubbed in the soapy water. Now I'm clean. Yeah, and that's what I grew up with. <laughs> so, yeah, it probably made you tougher. <laughs> Oh, it did! I have some immunities, some heckin' immunities. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, that's the other thing Harriet said was she was very worried about my grandparents when they were living on their own, especially because they just never washed their hands and they would just let foods expire and mm-hmm. they just, they weren't worried about these things that she was
0: worried about. Yeah. It's a different generation of people who like, I don't want to say you didn't have the luxury, but you didn't have the luxury. Yeah. Food was food and you took a chance because you needed the food.
1: Yeah. Like screw the five second rule, you're eating whatever fell on the floor because that's the the food you have
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah it is kind of you know what you can choose to worry about and what
0: is you know safe <laughs> what's safe what's not yeah interesting perspectives those mm-hmm. were not things i would have thought of like what are you afraid of this and this Interesting. Yeah.
1: well and i think this will come up more
0: but like the worry versus fear
1: true of things
0: yeah We need to define that a little more clearly, because, I guess... Oh, do we need definition? No, not yet. (laughs) Okay. Hold back. (laughs) We gotta hear some other people's fears, because we know you're afraid of snakes, and I'm Mm -hmm. afraid of whales, and Mm -hmm. your aunt's afraid of food and path pathogens. But what are our friends afraid
1: of? We have here my boyfriend, Clint. Hi. Clint, are you afraid of anything? Nah. Nah, he's a man's man. Yeah. He's a
2: man's a man. man. Yeah. I'm a manly man. We
0: definitely <laughs> we go didn't. for the machismo type, yeah. the ones who yeah. just really.
2: I don't. I don't know if you, if, if everyone here knows what I look like, but just like picture Ryan Gosling, and then like add like
1: <laughs> but, like on Arnold Schwarzenegger. More muscles huge than Arnold man.
2: Schwarzenegger. Huge yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge jacked man. <laughs>
1: And therefore, um, yeah. fearless.
2: fearless. Fearless in the face of danger.
1: menacing. Mm-hmm. I like to be afraid.
2: Yeah. And I protect you from those fears. Uh-huh.
1: Of you. <laughs> 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 okay.
0: So, in all seriousness. So what are you afraid of, you, babe?
2: I don't know. What are we... Are we talking existential fears or... That
1: might be a worry. Yeah. Maybe let's start with fear... So, I'm sorry, can we just briefly... Okay, we'll briefly go over Define fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by belief that something is
2: dangerous. Gosh, that sounds like all the things that I'm actually afraid of.
1: Yeah, so something you're actively afraid of because you know it can cause you danger, or you feel, you believe it can cause you danger. Yeah. So, what are you
2: afraid of? um let's see raccoons uh-huh. i'm afraid of raccoons they look like a uh, little cuddly um
0: bear cats
2: sure but they're scared. menacing they, they have thumbs they, they have... have
1: hands they yes. can grab stuff what did you say
2: that they can <laughs> hold <laughs> they can hold guns <laughs> they can hold guns and knives <laughs> they're dangerous creatures
0: I was thinking rabies. I just read a thing about rabies earlier today and that's what I would be most afraid of.
2: Yeah, the rabies thing is very terrifying. Also, like whenever you live with one for four months and it's like hiding in your air vent, just like constantly Mm -hmm. taunting you like, hey, I'm still here and I'm peeing right in your breathable air, all of my ammonia pee.
0: Mm -hmm. So fear is bred from experience, people. It's, I guess you also have the innate human fears, but then there's the experience-driven fears, which is something we have all had about yeah. these animals. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, 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 a fear of raccoons is different than, a, than stage fright.
0: Yeah. I would say so. Because nothing dangerous is happening with stage fright.
2: A light could fall on you.
0: <laughs> That's not why I'm afraid of being on the stage. <laughs> a light could fall on you, though. That's not what I'm afraid
2: of. Your pants could fall down.
0: That is <laughs> what I'm afraid of. You could throw up in front of the whole audience. That's also a plot in a lot of
2: movies. No, I, I, I think I, I at one point I was afraid of like public speaking and stage fright and stuff, and then I did theater and I got through it. Right. It yeah.
0: Like, Exposure therapy until you're not afraid of it anymore.
2: Yeah, and and now it's like a thing that I do in order to like i don't know cope with any other number of anxieties that i might have in a moment like if i can like you know step up do a joke or or like throw myself into um something that takes me away from like falling into myself then then you know i I feel better in the moment than
1: perform your way out of the
0: fear yeah the world is a stage I feel like I can perform my way out of a few fears because when other people are afraid, I am less afraid because Mm. it makes me feel like I'm, I don't know. Someone has to step up. Well,
1: when you're afraid of things, that's when I'm most likely to step up and do a thing. Yeah. Like, I don't like making (laughs) phone calls, but if I get to call someone pretending to be Katie. (laughs) So I don't have to deal with it. (laughs) So she didn't have to deal with it. Then I'm like, yes, this is my job and a thing I can do. But yeah, when it's me, I'm like, I I I don't want to do the thing. I
2: think bugs are just as gross as you do. But you know, whenever a bug and you're like, ah, bug, then I'll go and take care of the bug. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm not afraid of the bug. I think it's icky. No, I have an immediate fear reaction. And then I realize what it is. Yeah. It's that lizard brain in me sees it and gets genuinely afraid. Mm. And then I'm like, it's not poisonous but i hate it yeah and i'm leaving <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry venomous <laughs> potato potato oh they have different meanings poisonous means you eat it well. venomous means it bites you or injects you
1: if you eat a black widow you're still in trouble yes i assume
0: be <laughs> like assumed
2: do do we talk about existential fears now? I'm going to skip over the whole tornado thing. I don't want to yeah. get into that again. I am afraid of tornadoes. It's a very rational fear that very normal people have. Well,
1: and no, we're talking about tornadoes <laughs> now and I guess I'm not that afraid of and, tornadoes. You know, I I'd,
2: I'd like everyone who's listening to this podcast. If you were even a little bit afraid of tornadoes, just like say like, "Hey, you know, I believe you. You're right. You should be at <laughs> least a little bit are valid. afraid of tornadoes." And, and if you are if you are a little bit afraid of tornadoes, what do you do in order to stay safe from tornadoes? Do you get into a safe place whenever air sirens, whose only job it is to alert you that a tornado is coming? Like, do you get to a safe place? That seems like, a, like the, the bare minimum that you should do in order to stay safe from the potential. Of-
0: I did that one time. I went into someone's basement whenever there was a tornado, and it was in the city. Um, we just got really wet because basements in Texas flood, because Texas isn't supposed to have basements. Yeah, I didn't think anybody had
2: a basement.
0: Yeah, so that was the safe place. I think it riled me up more. (laughs) It it definitely encouraged my fears to feel like, all right, we're prepping for it. Yeah. Time to die.
1: Yeah, if you're like hiding in your bathroom or basement, that's like you have to admit something's wrong and you're in active danger to be like, yes, I need to go
2: hide. Yeah, because there's a natural disaster outside. There's a storm
1: outside. (laughs)
2: With the potential for a very violent vortex.
1: Before I screw myself over here, I, um, my thoughts and concerns go to the families of people who have died in tornadoes. And I know that's a thing that happens, but of the things you can die of tornado is like so far down the list that I just can't make myself actively worry about it. Like if I see one or hear one outside, I'll be like, oh shit, and go hide. But I don't, I'm not gonna go in the bathtub every time I hear the siren, I'm sorry.
0: There's a, I don't know, there's some difference between a tornado warning and a tornado watch.
2: Yeah, a tornado watch less. means that there is a potential for a tornado to develop. A tornado warning means that hey, all of the signs say a tornado is going to happen. Sometimes that doesn't fall through. Like for instance this week in North Texas. But uh like most of the time Tornado warnings are really uh, like kind of the most accurate besides hurricanes, a, yeah. uh, accurate representation of like, like, hey, this disaster is going to like it is inevitable.
1: You know, what was scary was the fucking winter storm.
0: That was the most scared I've been in the last year. Keep in mind, hundreds of thousands of people are dying. And that was not what scared me, but driving in the snow in the ice genuinely terrified me. I almost it was feigning, immediately dangerous. I thought I was gonna faint or throw up for a second.,
2: hey, but like like you were to you were terrified in that moment, and I and like that's whenever, you know, my chiseled exterior <laughs> was like, "Hey, don't worry, everything's fine. We're gonna get out of this okay.
1: Yeah. So, and we, and we did. If I hadn't been afraid in the winter storm, would you have been afraid? No. It's way scarier than a tornado.
2: I did uh, like like. Uh, what I don't was
1: know. all that snow doing out okay? <laughs> there? It didn't melt
2: for I, days. I, I don't know. Like I,
1: days. <laughs>
2: I uh, I don't know, I feel like I know how Our infrastructure to... came to a halt. That's true. All of that is terrible. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like I know how to react to cold weather more than I do, you know, oh no, there's a there's a vortex of violent winds coming Well
1: out. you don't Actually. have to react to it. You just stay inside.
2: That's true.
0: It passes. Yeah, it's so tornadoes quick. are very, very fast.
2: But they're violent, so the least yeah. you could do is go to a safe, spa- safe place.
1: The least you could do is roll over and fall back asleep, which is not what Clint wanted me to do when he <laughs> called at 9.30
0: last night.
2: I do, I'm like, you know, take take precaution. Anyway, let's move on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's move on. move on. All right, we do have one more person here. He has said nothing. And he's going to talk to you guys a little bit about his fears. Alrighty, guys, this is Philip. What are you afraid of, Philip? I think think there's something you're really afraid of right now. What is it? (laughs) It's talking on the podcast. He won't do it. All right. Well, let's just hop right back into the other definitions. Yes. So
1: like we were saying, you got your fear, which could be an umbrella term of sorts to -hmm. these things. And that. Fear is an emotion, unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something is dangerous or going to do you harm. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Lizard brain keeping you alive. Uh, Anxiety. This is more of a feeling of worry, nervousness, and unease, typically about an imminent event or some unknown thing. So that's more like... I'm just I'm worried I'm low-level worried I'm not screaming in panic but I am
2: worried like you are anxious. with a tornado
1: <laughs> well if you have anxiety about tornadoes then yeah a phobia is an extreme or irrational fear or aversion to something so I think that's interesting because it's irrational It's irrational, and it's also, it's a fear or an aversion. So you can be afraid of it or you can be disgusted by it.
0: I have an aversion and f- irrational fear of whales. My aversion comes from fear though. It's not disgust. It's yeah. looking at it causes me the, the fear feelings and the adrenaline. Yeah. No, I think that
1: would be like if you're a, a germaphobe or like a, I don't know. I, I, I feel like snakes are, well, snakes aren't disgusting. Certain bugs,
0: maybe. Some people think snakes are disgusting. That's a thing. But if you've ever touched a snake, you're like, oh, they're not slimy. Yeah. I don't know.
2: What so, about the, the thing with all the... What's the one called with all the little holes? the holes?
0: On, oh, yeah. There is like, a fear of, like, beehives, the hexagonal holes in things. Yeah, or just seeing something with a bunch of holes in Yeah, it. that is... There's I, a
2: fear of that. I, I T- one time Googled this, this, and I soap, and, 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 yeah. please, please do not Google this, but I one time oh, Googled this. Also, you means. should kind of Google this. Uh, it was, like, on somebody's hand, and that was the most disturbing thing that I've ever seen.
0: Uh. Have you ever seen the frog that smushes its eggs into its back? Ew. And then, so it has a whole, like, pimply back full of eggs, and then Ew. they sprout out of their mom's back egg holes. Interesting. Yeah, no, I know. Does the mom survive that? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's just like having giant pores <laughs> full of your babies. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, really, we are full of holes. Sorry if you if you have one of those fears.
2: Ew.
0: Did you look at the frog? Yeah. What's it called?
2: I don't think that I'm looking at the right frog. This Blech. this just looks like a normal frog with like with like little bumps on it. Oh
0: yeah, no, that's not it. It's yeah. it's a very specific frog, and you can watch the babies coming out of its back.
2: Weird. That's disgusting.
0: So yeah, some people are have an aversion to that. Mm-hmm. But I think an aversion to disgusting things is like pretty normal, casual. Yeah, but it can be oh, up to the oh, level of like.
1: Oh, I found it! Oh. It can be up to the level of phobic upset. Yeah.
2: Look at it. Ew. Be afraid of this.
1: I'm not
0: afraid of it. I just think there, it's there, there it is. So Ugh. do you see how all the little holes the in its Suriname. back? The
1: Suriname.
0: The Suriname toad. Yeah, there we go. Huh. Anyway, so you might be afraid of that.
2: You might be. Oh, I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> look, look, they're coming out of it. Mm. That's uh. what
1: happens. Now, what is a worry? Worry. So to Worry is actually, I liked the way this was defined, to give way to anxiety, to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. So that's like the anxieties are there, but to give into that is to worry, to let that consume your mind. So I used to worry a lot, and now I feel like I don't
0: yeah it's our jobs our easy nice (laughs) jobs my yeah yeah, I had so many worry anxiety dreams about being in a classroom or about like worrying about how I was going to deal with the next day I would just and the way I would deal with the worry and anxiety of Mm -hmm. having to deal with these problems is is I would come up with these schemes all night long you would Yeah, and that's what I had to do because it wasn't like you could just call the parent. It wasn't like you could just call the principal. It wasn't like you could send them out of the room. You couldn't do anything, guys. So you had to get creative. So you had to get creative. So I'd spend all this time scheming different ways to handle these kids. Yeah,
1: uh, I just had the constant, like, worry of keeping babies alive. Mm. And oh my God, in my classroom at the Montessori when they just kept putting more children in my classroom. It's like, well, it's a good day today that no one brained themselves and you're putting one more in here. Great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I do not miss that at all.
0: Hmm. So there are, I don't know. These all are like slightly different, Mm -hmm. but I feel them all being very the same. I feel like it's just like one is rational and one is irrational
1: yeah it's just like to what level is it existing but yeah i feel like it elicits the same like cortisol stress hormones Mm -hmm.
0: and some of it is under your control or based on your experiences and other is just your body just does it and you're like whoa yeah how'd that happen yeah
1: or, yeah, if you can't, like, talk yourself down from being afraid of something or, you know, just ignore something, then it might be at a phobic level.
2: Mm-hmm. So where, where do, like, existential fears come in?
1: Uh, I feel like that's under anxiety. anxiety. You, do you want to get existentially fearful?
2: Let's talk about how um, every, I don't know, like, two weeks or so, uh, there will be a night where like, you know, I'm, I'm drifting off to sleep and then all of a sudden I'm like You know what? I'm gonna die someday <laughs> and that's Terrifying. Yeah. It's like actually terrifying like right now. Yeah. I do like like right now that doesn't worry me one bit Because obviously it's going to happen but late at night Whenever I'm like actually going to sleep for some reason my brain is like shit. Uh, Let's think about any number of other things. No, it's always going to lead back to this. Well, we're just in this moment now. And then I stay awake for another hour or so.
1: That's just your brain fucking you over. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not... Afraid Afraid of
0: dying. I'm afraid of pain. I'm afraid of suffering. Me too. I'm afraid of growing old and losing my body or my mind or Uh being in pain or having like my bodily functions Um, taken away from me. I just
2: have constant FOMO. (laughs) Yes. I just have lifelong FOMO. I just want to see... fear
0: of missing out. I just want
1: to
2: see everything.
1: Most of our listeners are my aunts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah... I don't know. I I get a different feeling about existentialism. I look at my hands and I remember that I'm alive and I'm in this body. And it's like a really different feeling. It's not fear. It's just like... Weird, because life feels like a dream until you remember to think about it.
2: But do you ever look at your hand and you're like, well, none of these cells are the same cells as they were seven years ago? Like, you are basically reborn in the amount of cells that you have, but you are the same person? (laughs) But you're not the same person?
0: Even if I do, it doesn't make me afraid. I'm just like, oh, man, I exist. And so does everyone else. But I don't have fear about it.
1: Yeah. No, same. I don't know. I... I worry about not like living a good enough life or like, Yeah. Running doing out of time enough
0: things, running out of time, I guess. But yeah, but that will come. I'm sure as you grow older, it will only get worse and worse <laughs> when you run more and more out of time. But I don't know. My thing is,
1: I choose to believe in an afterlife. And so when I die, if I'm right,
0: that's awesome. And if I'm wrong, I won't know. See, that I'll be dead. That's where I'm at. I'm like at the. If you die, it doesn't make a difference to you anymore. Yeah, it's just like before you're born. Was it a problem before you existed? No. No. It won't be a problem after
2: you exist. But what if, like, you die and then, like, like you're just there.
1: Well, you're going to hell. <laughs> no, no, no,
2: no. Like, like you're just you're just there. Like, like you just you exist. Without a body? Two two different things. Yeah, ghosts, but also what if you should, what if what if and like I'm pretty sure there's been like some sort of study on this. Like what if like at the moment of of death, like time stretches out into infinity. So you are basically feeling that moment forever.
1: Just for you? Well, that seems like a ridiculous thing that the universe would do to torture someone. Why?
0: I
2: don't know. I'm just saying... Well... What if if we're in the matrix? I'm glad I'm not afraid of these things that you're afraid of. Right? No, like, none of those things are, like, actual... I'm just... Hey, hey, I'm just, you know... You're just just...
1: throwing fears out for people to pick (laughs) up if they want them?
2: Yeah, here. Here's my bag of fears. Let me...
1: (laughs) Dole you out some. Oh, my goodness. No, listeners, you don't need to pick up extra fears. Just deal with the ones you got.
0: (laughs) Well... Then there's always the ever-present fear of being attacked that we have.
1: Yes. As a woman in this world. As a woman in
0: this world, I have been afraid for a long time.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we were saying this uh, last time that we do have this fear bred into us of, you know, you have to constantly be aware of these things. And, you know, from a very young age, you have people telling you, don't walk alone at night. Don't. You know, do Don't, these things. Don't put your drink down. Yeah.
0: Don't ever be alone. Girls go to the bathroom all together. <laughs> Have you ever been to one of those bathrooms in a park? It's scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's just a cement building with like a hole into a cesspit. <laughs> so, and there's no doors or whatever. Like, sometimes there's no doors. We need to go together and support each other. Yeah, so... But also, whenever almost anyone yeah. could bodily overpower you at any point in time, it's just something you got to worry about. It does. Uh, I don't know. That's I, what I would be more afraid I of in my day to day life. It's yeah. driving and having someone attack me or follow me or do something bad to me. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say being attacked is like my most active fear. But, like, as far as things you worry about in day-to-day, I worry about, like, what if I just get cancer? What if I just get a fucking, you know, brain tumor? Yeah, accidents. Accidents
0: happen and there's nothing you can do about them. What if I just have a stroke one day and you come
1: home and you're like, oh, shit, Becca had a stroke. Yeah. What then?
0: (laughs) I don't know. That's kind of like the fear of pain is... Yeah, because that I feel like that would mainly come about from some horrible thing yeah. happening
1: to you. I just think, I think maybe it's like an internal body thing of like, I can't control what my organs are doing and they could just suddenly fuck up. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing I'm afraid of. I'm vaguely afraid of that.
0: I, I'm a very low-risk person, and mm-hmm. so I try not to put too much weight on that because you like to feel like you're in control. So yeah. all these well, things I do- Well, if I do X, Y, Z, then I'll live forever and be healthy. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I try and focus on the things I am in control of. Coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. There's my coping mechanism. Yeah, me? controlling I, what you can. Yeah, I double-check when the doors are locked, and I do this, and I do that, and whatever else so that I don't have to worry about it because I've done all I can. All that is in my control, I've done it there you yeah. go and Good
1: that's effort. all you can do really and that's why I try not to worry too much because it's like if you're afraid of a thing you can only do these certain
0: things to mitigate that mm-hmm. and beyond that it's out of your control unless you go like to the extreme mm-hmm. like people who don't leave their house yeah and I'm just like I feel like everyone has that balance of safety and risk so that they can live their life the way they want to.
1: Ooh. Yeah, and that is interesting. We are watching it unfold in real time (laughs) as we're, you know, since the pandemic's over in Texas, (laughs) you know, since we don't have to wear masks anymore, people are, you know, coming out and doing stuff they haven't done in a year and everyone's weighing that, like, risk versus reward. I've
0: been doing that the whole year, though, honestly, because it was just like i don't know we've seen our 2 to 3 or 4 friends like throughout the pandemic mm-hmm. there was only a few months where we didn't see our friend kendra yeah because we, we were worried about it and then eventually we were like well we can't stay worried about it forever so we took took an inherent risk we were not full lockdown
1: for this past year yeah I think we took reasonable precautions, but it's also like you can't, I don't feel like you can set your precautions as the standard or, you know, I'm trying to be patient with people, you know, unless you're just out in public with no mask, getting in people's face like an asshole. I'm trying to just respect that everyone's coming out of this at their own pace. Mm hmm. And, you know, people are getting vaccinated, which I feel like is making people less careful, which makes me more nervous since I haven't gotten vaccinated yet. But, mm. you know, that's what it is. The
0: herd immunity will pick up eventually, assuming that we could get to, what is it, 80%? What was it? 75? No. 80? 85%? It's like
2: 70-something.
0: That sounds right. But Whatever
1: percentage it is. Anyhow, yeah. So, it is interesting. Yeah, have you experienced...
0: The fear co- about COVID? No. Yes. And I kept I kept waiting for it to happen, and everyone I know had like a breakdown about it, and I was waiting for mine. Yeah. And this year has just been so good to me that I just I couldn't be mad at it, and I couldn't worry that much. And I'm so young and healthy that I it wasn't in fear for my life. Yeah. Like I wasn't a fear
1: for my life, but like I was scared for my family, for my dad and my grandmother, you know, was in a facility and then had to move to my aunt's place and then had to move to another facility. I was worried about her, but yeah, I wasn't scared of getting it. Are you scared of getting it?
2: I was just scared of people. Yeah. Um, Like, I thought, you know, if I get it, I can kick it. But also, I worked in the service industry when all this started. And so, like, I thought also, like, I could have already had it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, like, I was more worried about people doing stupid things than I was worried about myself. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's... I feel like that was more, also more, like, anxiety than visceral fear. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I definitely had anxiety in the past year.
0: I had, I think I only had it a little bit towards the beginning, whenever, Mm -hmm. like, coming out of the full lockdown, whenever, like, Oh, God, we got to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Or, like, do we need gloves? And
1: can we we touch anything? Oh, no, I touched this thing. Do I have to buy it now? Like... Yeah, in the
0: very beginning when yeah. we didn't know, like, anything. And alcohol was worth its weight in gold. Yeah, <laughs> that whole thing. But that didn't last as long as it could have. So yeah. after that period in time, like, we've been living this new normal for quite a while. Yeah, that hasn't been too bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you cope with your fears and anxieties? Tell me. How do I cope? How do you personally, how did you learn your coping mechanisms and how do they work for you and are they different for different scenarios? It's definitely
1: different for different scenarios. I think I just try to make something make logical sense in my brain. Like, I don't have to be afraid of death because I choose to believe in an afterlife, the end. Mm -hmm. Or I don't have to be afraid of snakes because we're living on the second floor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But... Yeah, I think it's just mostly about thinking it through with anxieties and like social anxiety, especially. It's more about like, you know, just making myself do the thing, fake it till you make it. And yeah, just go out, talk to people, do the thing.
0: Also, you know, alcohol. People use alcohol. That is one of the biggest coping mechanisms that adults in my life have used. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's how most people deal with their They call brains. it liquid courage. They do. Interesting. Yeah.
1: How do you cope with your fears and anxieties?
0: Well, it all started in third grade. Fourth grade, technically. Whenever grade when I left you. Yeah, when you left me. And I entered a new classroom, and I had I, I had a freak out. I don't know if it was the first day or in that first week. I don't really remember, but I just remember, like, freaking out and, like, crying, hyperventilating, like, not doing anything. And uh, the teacher, who was fresh out of college, I remember, her name was Miss Hughes, and she was very young, and she wore a lot of mascara. And so whenever she would talk to me, I'd just stare into her eyes with her thick, mildly clumpy mascara and, like... <laughs> try to listen to what she was saying, but she ended up sending me to the school counselor and I had to see the school counselor like once a week, I think for months or the year or something. And she just talked me through like different techniques of like things to say to myself or things to think or things to do to like not feel so upset. And so it started with her asking me like, what's going on? Why do you feel this way? Why do you think? This is happening. And we talked about that for like a long time. And so she ended up, I want to say some of the things she told me were just like, when you start to feel upset about this, just remember that nothing bad can happen and things like that and mm-hmm. whatever. Cause I guess I was just upset because I didn't know what was going on and I didn't know what to do because it was a new classroom, a new yeah. teacher, and nobody I knew. And so I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. I've never done this before. Yeah. And, too much new you're scared of failing yeah and so that's one of my anxieties is fear of failure in doing something new and not knowing how to do it yeah like i hate going going into restaurants and not knowing how you pay or if you're supposed to sit yourself or like if you pay at the little (laughs) kiosk or whatever like i hate that (laughs) i hate not knowing what to do because of lack of experience yeah so that has only gotten better because as I get older, I have done more and more things that I don't have to worry about.
1: Pure novel experiences.
0: Yes. So then I can choose my novel experiences <laughs> to further protect myself in the future. Hmm. Yep, 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 yep. So I had that going on for me luckily. My my big thing that I tell myself now is just like what is the saying uh this too shall pass. Yeah, I literally say to myself, this too shall pass, this too shall pass. <laughs> like, I say yeah. that in my head. I'm like, it won't last forever. The worst feeling in the world, emotionally, it just can't last. Yeah. And I hate, I hated coming to that realization. Because, you know, when you're in love and someone breaks your heart and you feel like you'll never be the same and you just kind of move on or... Yeah. It all passes eventually. It all passes eventually and it all lessens, which is both good and bad. Mm-hmm. And so... I just tell myself, like, does it really matter if I'm not in pain or dying, then no. At the end of the day, nothing will ever really matter unless I'm either in a lot of pain or dying.
1: So, yeah, I think that's a good point. I think something similar that I try to do if I I think if I'm having like existential fear or fear of failure or fear that I'm not doing enough, I try to think about how many people are doing so much worse than I am. That too. But I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm not strung out on math.
0: <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I also do that. I, I do that. That was one of my big ways of maintaining self-esteem is yeah. I know you're not supposed to compare yourself to others, but just think like... If you need a boost. If you need a boost, like it could be so much worse. I could yeah. be doing this or that. And it's like... It's a way to feel proud of what you are able to accomplish. Yeah. And not to, you know, it's important to not have, I think it's called
1: toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. You know, your experiences and troubles are real and genuine and you need to acknowledge them and
0: process them. But also it's good to have perspective. Yeah. Walk in that line between... Being an asshole and knowing that you have you're a person with feelings. Yeah.
1: Got to try people with feelings. Just doing our best.
0: Yeah. I try and regulate my feelings. And if I'm feeling too much of one thing, I'm like, okay, calm down.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Another thing I heard that helps me and this less about fear, but maybe if you are afraid, is that emotions are just states. And they pass usually in like 30 seconds. So if you're real worked up about something or real afraid about something. Wait. just Just wait. Just wait. Just give it a minute. Try to get your brain on something else.
0: And something we learned over the last few years is dealing with anxiety is you must get up and force your body into doing something that would make it understand why your heart is beating so fast and why you yes. have so much adrenaline if you're feeling like an intense anxious moment, if you get up and do jumping jacks mm-hmm. it will make you feel so much better because you're like exhausted and your heart's pounding because you're yeah. doing something and it, it and helps.
1: Yeah and you're not sitting still like why is my heart racing give your heart a reason to be racing Yeah, so you're
0: not scared about what your body is doing. Yeah and I feel like I've I've done that yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit it Just it also takes your mind off of it because yeah. there's nothing worse than laying in bed in the middle of the night and you're wide awake and those racing thoughts I hate mm-hmm. those racing thoughts and sometimes I can get a hold of them and sometimes I just can't and I'll just as soon as I get away from it it'll just pop right back to where it was and do that 20 more times in a night and it's just try and find new ways to break the cycle of your brain yeah. You don't put things in a mind box? I try. <laughs> and then I'll start thinking about something else starting to fade to sleep and it's like literally my box. brain will be like, nah, bitch, remember? <laughs> what about that thing? What about that thing? And I'm like, oh.
1: Nah, I don't know. I haven't had too much trouble with that in a while. Like if in I Huh? In a year? Yeah, in a year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, if I have like, I'm trying to think the last time I had a thought stuck in my head that was.
0: I remember mine. I remember mine. Mine was um, I quit my last very short term job Mm -hmm. and I was just so angry. And I felt. She was. Yeah, I felt so validated in my anger that I just kept playing it over and over again. Yeah. And just like not for fear that i had done something wrong but just because i was so sure that it was her fault and she was being horrible and i yeah. just kept going over and over it again and getting and well, when they ma- replay those arguments because you're like how could they that was ridiculous yeah i maintained that anger all through the night yeah, yeah. and i like stayed up super late Mm-hmm. and that's the last time i got worked up and it really only took like a another day and i was like fine with it but yeah. that whole night, I was just, like, livid and just going over everything over and over again.
2: hmm True.
0: But that was about it. Hmm. And even then, I was like, that wasn't the worst. It was over in a day or whatever. And then I was just like, well, now I don't have to worry about it, do I? Here's yeah. your key. Bye. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs>
1: hmm. Well, I don't know. I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on my
0: thoughts what about other treatments for anxiety and fear? Oh, well a specific treatment for phobias is exposure therapy like how you force yourself to stand in front of a crowd and face your fear of public speaking until it's not a fear anymore kind of i mean
1: it, it can be very specific And like, depending on the level of your phobia and just what that looks like, like say you have arachnophobia and you're terrified of spiders and to even, you know, look at a picture of a spider is upsetting to you. So you would just take very small steps of getting more and more used to the idea. You know, maybe look at a picture, watch a video, and you know, work your way up into being in the same room as a spider and then maybe eventually hold a spider Mm -hmm. and you might never love it but you your brain and your body just gets used to it and it's like oh this is safe Mm -hmm. and it kind of shuts off that you know that belief that the thing is dangerous yeah you're like okay i have experienced this thing it's okay
0: it's like working up to facing your fears because facing your fears i don't know if you do it all head-on at once, it could traumatize you. <laughs> it
1: could. It really could. And if you go straight to holding the spider and it bites you, we're back at square one. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So. anyhow, that's exposure therapy.
0: And there's also just, I don't know, I guess with the general anxiety and the, the mental worries of things, like not the jump scares of the the animals mm-hmm. or the natural disasters or things but the things that you carry with you all the time it's also good to just be able to talk about it and yeah. work through it with someone yes talk to friends talk to counselor
1: talk to someone you trust mm-hmm. and just work those through
2: unless they just make fun of you because you know raccoons aren't scary enough for other people <laughs> I don't care how many times you lock me in a room with a raccoon, I'm still going to be afraid of it.
1: Maybe if you did exposure therapy. No, that's and what I'm saying. It, like, but like start with looking at pictures of raccoons. No. Can you watch Guardians of the Galaxy?
2: Yeah. It oh. sucks. Well, <laughs> the movie rules, but
0: <laughs> but Rocket. the talking raccoon...
2: Rocket sucks.
0: <laughs> oh, no, we're going to get hate. Oh,
2: uh, <laughs> cute.
1: Well, so it's an option, but
0: you have to want it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, there's no reason for me to get over my fear of whales. Yeah. Like, I'm sure I could, but it's not bothering me anymore. I don't have nightmares about it anymore, so... Yeah. If I get a little... If my heart beats a little faster when I'm watching the Discovery Channel, it's fine.
2: <laughs> I just want to say I think the, the the Japanese have this right where they just like any raccoon they see, they kill it on sight. And it's mostly it, it's mostly because they're trying to protect their shrines, which are made of like really old wood. Mm-hmm. And the raccoons will burrow through the wood and like break them, and the and the structure falls down. They're so really, all just the like
1: trash pandas,
2: all the trash pandas just dead on sight. And so, all this to say, I'm moving to Japan. (laughs) I gotta go. All
1: right. Okay, bye. Bye, babe. (laughs) See, I'm, I'm afraid of snakes. I don't like snakes, but I don't think it's that right to kill them. Bad. Well, I mean, growing up, if we saw a snake out on the property, we killed it. Unless it was like, you know, obviously like a little garter snake or something non-poisonous. But we mostly had water moccasins and copperheads, which are poisonous.
0: Venomous.
1: Venomous Yeah, venomous, venomous. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I definitely have a fear of snakes and I have nightmares about snakes. But if someone you know, like snakes, like you like snakes and I'm okay with it. And you'll sometimes show me pictures of snakes that you think are cool. And I'm like, <laughs> but it's not, I don't think it's at phobic levels of where like it would upset me just to see a picture.
0: Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Have we covered it all? I I feel like those are the main things I'm afraid of
1: the usual uh, next time we can talk about fear
0: in the media. Yeah, next time we'll jump into like how fear shapes culture and society. Because yeah. it's, what
1: happens when a whole society is afraid?
0: Yeah, or a whole culture like holds mm-hmm. something to them to be afraid of, and of course we have like all of the weird sources of similar fears like mm-hmm. sleep paralysis and night terrors yeah we all saw the demon yeah we all saw the weird shadow demon so mm-hmm. <laughs> tune in next week when we explore again shadow demons yeah well uh
1: do write in tell us what you're afraid of or tell us tell us
0: what is in your nightmares. I think that's yeah. another good one because you could be like subconsciously afraid of something. I don't
1: know. Well, true. Yeah. If you didn't tell us back when we were doing dreams mm-hmm. or, you know, repeat it, who's paying that close attention? Yes.
0: <laughs> we'll say it all over again.
1: Well, you can send those in to gstbfbf at gmail.com or we're on Instagram at gstbfpod.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been...
1: Generally, Generally specific topics between friends, times, best friends, best friends. Okay. Bye. That was Bye. So, so. Thank you, friends, for being on the show. Loading, loading, loading. What's up, what's up, what's up?